0: Welcome to the Life After Death pod class. I'm your host, Eric Hodgson. When we lose a loved one, we ask a lot of questions. We focus on why, when it's important to focus on what. Hey everyone, this is Eric Hodgson, and welcome back to another episode of the Life After Death Pod Class, the lessons to lead yourself and others after a loss. By the time my friend Corey was 11, a few important things had happened in her life already. The U.S. Navy issued orders for her family to move from Meridian, Mississippi to Brunswick, Maine in the middle of the winter of 1978. Maine would be the sixth state Corey would call home, and she had already been through 15 of nearly 30 surgeries to repair her bilateral cleft lip and palate. You see, Corey was born with a birth defect that left her with a hole in the roof of her mouth without an upper lip and missing the lower portion of her nose. Whenever her family moved, Corey was always excited about seeing new places meeting new people, making new friends, and a lot of memories. But the transition always came with challenges. There was always that one kid. You know, the mean one. The Navy housing in Brunswick, Maine was set up with the houses arranged in a circle, with the backyards overlooking a large field and a playground area. A couple months after Corey's family moved into housing, Maine was showing the first signs of spring. On one particular day, there was an opportunity to be outside, and so Corey and her younger brother, Scooter, ran to the playground. The challenge was that the jungle gym was already covered in little kids yelling and laughing over one another. The swings were occupied as well, but the basketball court, that was open. So Corey and Scooter grabbed their basketball from the garage and ran back, and they were taking turns, taking shots, and and they were missing a lot, but man, they were having a lot of fun. And at one point, Scooter threw a shot up, and it bounced off the rim and into the grass, and Corey ran to retrieve it. And when she bent down to pick up the ball, she noticed that they were no longer the only ones there. A boy, who was a few years older than Corey, his name is Billy, who also lived in Navy housing like them, was standing at the other end of the basketball court with his friends. Hey, what are you doing, bubble lip? This is my court. Corey felt a pit in her stomach. Hey, Billy, I'm Corey, and this is my little brother, Scooter. Billy didn't care what she had to say, and he persisted. He called her bubble lip again. Corey felt her little fingers digging into the palm of her hands because she clenched her two fists as hard as she could. Scooter, run now! And in a flash... Corey landed on Billy with all four feet and beat the snot out of him. Afterwards, she got up and she ran like hell back to her home and into her garage. And she leaned against the 1958 Ford pickup truck her dad, Bud, was always tankering on. And their garage was Corey's sacred place because it was her dad's sacred place. The garage is where Corey hung out with her dad, handing him tools and parts while he'd work on the truck. But now, the lingering smell of oil, grease, and gasoline only comforted Corey as she doubled over crying. What are you doing, Boomer? After working an already greasy shop towel between his fingers, Bud tossed the towel on the bench and he placed his hand on Corey's shoulder. And Corey thought, dang, Dad's in here. I thought I'd be alone. I just want to be alone. Dad, I don't know why. Why what, Bud asked. I don't know why they make fun of me. I tell them why I look the way I look, but they just keep making fun of me. It's just plain mean. Well, honey, maybe you're asking the wrong question. What? Exactly. Uh, Wait, what? Boomer. Some people spend their entire life asking why, and they never get an answer. It's important to be asking, what? What happened? What are you going to do about it? And honey, you're my daughter and I love you. What do you need from me? Those words with her dad in the garage that day have stuck with Corey and have helped her deal with not only the situation with Billy, but countless other bullies that have come into her life. Each time she focused on the what, not the why. Well. 10 years later, Bud died. And my friend, Scott, who I shared the story about losing his dad in episode two, that's Scooter. When her dad died, Corey was faced again with asking why or asking what. And she chose the latter. And it has helped her immensely, especially in the last 30 years. Those same three questions allow Corey to serve at a higher level. And she brings her dad with her to work with her every single day. As a colonel in the Army National Guard, the questions of what, not why, help Corey to lead her soldiers and staff during the most difficult situations. And Corey recently shared with me how she answered her own questions of what. Well, what happened? My dad died far too young. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to honor him through service and bring him to work with me every single day. And when it comes to my soldiers, I always complete on every conversation with them with, what do you need from me? When it comes to losing someone that we love, we ask why a lot. I know I did. And some of the questions that we might ask are, why was this person taken from me? Why did we lose them now? And why didn't I see that coming? I get it. I often ask myself, why did Zoe end her life? And you know what? I'm never going to know why. In the early days of loss, I'm suggesting that we don't ask why, but rather we ask what? Just like Bud asked Corey. And here's a couple of suggestions on how to answer those questions of what for you. So what happened? I lost my loved one. Well, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of myself right now, and that's okay. I'm going to give myself permission to be okay when I feel like it, and permission to not feel okay when I feel like that too. I'm going to honor my loved one as much as possible. I'm going to stay connected with my friends and family because I know that I'm not alone. I'm going to remember that others have been on this journey before me and they can share their wisdom with me. I'm going to find ways to get through this. I'm going to survive this. That's what we're going to do about it. And finally, if you're helping someone who lost a loved one, you can ask two small questions over and over again. The first is, how are you doing? And when you ask that, Just be quiet and let them talk. And then afterwards, ask them the same question that Bud asked of Corey. What do you need from me? There are a lot of other questions that you may be asking right now too. Write those down and know that the answers to a lot of these will come in time. Here's the thing. Being resilient doesn't mean that you have it all figured out. It means that you're consistently working on it. A couple of important questions you can ask of yourself in the early days of loss are, what do I need right now? And be okay and give yourself permission to answer that. And the second is, what do I need to do to make it to the next hour and the next day? All I can say is keep going. It will be okay. You're not alone. Let's continue to walk together. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Life After Death podcast. I'm your host, Eric Hodgton, and I invite you to download the companion PDF, take notes, teach what you've learned, and share this podcast with others that you know.